I'm Guy Mowbray, and you're listening to What's the Crack? What's the Crack podcast, proudly sponsored by JMR Property Maintenance. From rewires to extension builds, JMR have it covered. Contact them today for a free, no obligations quote. Good evening and welcome back to What's the Crack podcast in proud association with the JMR Property Maintenance. Here today with two co-hosts today, here with AD. AD, how are you, mate? I'm good, mate. Yourself? All good, thank you. And we're here again. Uh, me and Neil, first time for a while, ain't it, mate? Yes, mate. We've brought all these new guys in and forgot about us, oh, geez. But <laughs> we're back. We're back we're to bring taking over the world, tonight. that's what, mate. Taking over the world. We've had to bring Gadia for, you know, demographic reasons, I think we like to call it. <laughs> That's because I've got the hair and you two haven't. That's probably the reason why. <laughs> isn't it? Um, we're joined today by an absolute legend, um, viral sensation, singer, songwriter, music teacher, and massive cough fan, Gareth Wibbers. Gareth, how you doing, mate? I am really good. Lo- lovely to be here, gents. We're buzzing to have you. Buzzing to have you. Gareth, like we said, really, it's just just to get get into know your episode. So we're going to go for your knowledge, really, and your experience in the following cov. Um, in part two, obviously, can't not touch on on the songs that have been coming out every week that I can't stop listening to. That's all sound good, mate. That sounds really good to me. <laughs> so, first of all, mate, nice easy one. What was your first ever cov game? Oh, I tell you what, I was really, I'm really lucky, and I kind of feel like those current kids at the moment because my first cov game was in '87. It was against Oxford United at home. It was nil-nil at half-time, and my uncle said to me, I tell you what, when they shoot towards the West Stand, they'll they'll score goals. And sure enough, we won 3-0. We won 3-0, and I, can't, I then thought, well, this is it. And then, of course, we went on to win the FA Cup final, and I thought, oh, this is a doddle, isn't it? Being <laughs> a the world. Yeah, so it's, it's all because you started supporting them at that point in time. That's it. That was, that was, the, that was the moment. <laughs> But yeah, so I was lucky. It was yeah, Highfield Road. Silver Regis got one. I think Dave Bennett got two. But yeah, three nil at home, and I'll I'll always remember it because I think we always remember that first time walking up the stand yeah. and seeing the green grass, and it looks especially green when you're about eight or nine, yeah. um, and just getting the kind of the tingling feeling of, of being in that stadium for the first time. Because I begged my dad to take me because he'd always taken us to Camden Road, which was obviously the old rugby ground, which yeah. I enjoyed. Um, but I always wanted to go and see the football, and so yeah, it was Oxford United at home in '87. Can you remember where you sat? Yeah, it was. It was well. Was it the family stand then? But it was the West Stand, so above the mm. West Terrace. Yeah, I forgot that's where my first game was as well. I, I think you mentioned there about the walk up the steps and seeing the green grass. Don't know about you guys, but the first game back after COVID, I kind of got those feels again. Just walking up the steps and just kind of walking into the bowl and seeing it. I'm getting goosebumps now talking about it. It just kind of, it, it really felt nostalgic and took me back to being a kid in that first day at Highfield Road. It's a bit, a bit pre-match jitters, I think. I think it's the first time I've had it for a long time. It's been a bit jittery. You think, oh, I don't know what to expect because it's crowd-wise, pitch-wise, team-wise, it's all that. And it, you're right, it did take back. It took me back to my first game and being like a little little tiny kid and getting the shirt out and like, making sure the shirt was pristine and looking at it thinking, oh, get the city shirts back out where I don't mean to say get them out I wear them all the time anyway but get them out <laughs> the game and I think it's I think more than anything it's when the when the songs went up you know and stuff like that the pre-match and the songs went up and yeah. that's me I'm sure you're probably both the same yeah, yeah it's uh, 
I, I think I did. I don't know if everyone else does that. You know, when you think you're a right saddo, maybe it's just me. But uh, yeah, I used to put my shirt, well, I still do, put my shirt up like the day before, get it ready. Oh, mate, I have this roll, it's hanging up 100%. Yeah, I, I, have the, I have the conversation with the missus on the Thursday night, Friday morning, saying, is my top ready for Saturday? Is my top ready for Saturday? And, and, and we've got to the point now where, which one? And it's, well, I wore last season's home shirt for Blackpool, so I had to wear it for Saturday. And obviously we've won Saturday, so I've got to wear it to QPR on Saturday. Um, so, hope, hope, and again, I, I said this on Twitter, I don't think the lads look in the crowd, block 18, see my fat hand and go, yeah, Neil's wearing that shirt, so we've got a win today. Um, but in my Don't hand, if I, go, if, I, yeah, if I don't do it, game over, isn't it? I think Gus has a quick look, mate. I heard, think, oh, that big lad's there again. Our best, our best performance in the house. He won't come down numbers. Do any of you, do any of you wear a home shirt to home? Oh, no, to be fair, Neil, you didn't. You wore your bloody uh, membership shirts at first game. Yeah. Do, do you wear home shirt to home games and away shirts away? Because I know what I end up doing. That. I do. If, even recently. if it's. There you go. I mean, I'm terrible for it. Yeah. I have to make sure that I'm colour coordinated and stuff like that usually. So, bro, make a sky blue shirt. And away, I can, I'll just take a potluck. I'll take an away shirt. And I'll, I'll, I like to wear these nostalgic ones. I'll end up wearing one of these bad boys. I reckon, Aidy, the reason you do this is because you're secretly, you've got shorts and socks on, haven't you? And you're secretly <laughs> okay. I, have got, I have got shorts on. I wish I had full <laughs> kit, you know. Yeah. I, was, I was saying to Dave the other day, so my lad's got my, my 90. 94 shirt, the red, the red and white bird shit oh, shirt, should we say? And he's, he's, he's still got that. And I had the shorts and socks for it, and it's still a bit too big for him. But I've got it in adult size still. So, and I'm, I'm waiting for the moment when it grows into it, and we can both wear another photo. And oh, so that, that's my lad in my kit when I was like seven or eight. He's getting to it that age now. He's six and a bit, so it's it's getting there, right? And it'll be a oh, fantastic one. Got a lot of time for that. Got a lot of time for that. Hey, you're the shirt expert, mate. Go on. I, I am, I am. So, so I suppose, as everybody says, I'm the shirt affectionate in this, in this life and they've got me on board for this. So my question is, is what was your first cough shirt? Oh, that's a good question, isn't it? What was my first cough shirt? You know what? My, I think my first cough shirt, I did actually get one, again, when I was a little boy, when I first started supporting them. So you're talking the, the FA Cup final shirt, but Whoa. the one that sticks in my mind... Where, which why two seasons ago I was so chuffed was that initial Granada Bingo David Speedy shirt because that's the Hummel because uh, and that was the one I remember that that was key to me when I when I grew up because uh, it was such an important kit it's one of the first kits I do remember having um, and when that kit came out a couple of seasons ago I was so chuffed that they kind of replicated that because it just meant everything um, so yeah that was the one and again I did the same I got my kids to wear it as as they were you know started supporting them because it just means so much you know and to them they're probably thinking what's this <laughs> what's this about but you know it is really important to you because all of those things matter and I've always been the same with kits I, I do love my football kits and I love to make sure I get the right kind you know one each season if I can um, I think I, I do remember always getting an, a, um, another kit for Christmas, Christmas Day. That and I think awesome. I got that red, that red and white classic shit, on a yeah. Christmas Day. I think full kit as well. Yes. <laughs> but you were allowed when you were a kid. <laughs> what do you mean, when you were a kid? I'm still tempted to talk <laughs> it now. You know? I think Rosario on the back. At what point do you start wearing full kit and start getting your name and number on the back? Because I, I haven't got a name up this season. There's, there's always a point you can still do it, I'd say. Yeah, I think so. One that sticks in my head, actually, kit-wise, I don't know if you remember it, is the one that kind of had a neon Peugeot sign. 
with the little white at the side. It was blue and white stripes, but it had a little white kind of bit down the side. It had the neon yellow Peugeot sign. I think it was Paul Furlong era when Nuddy started playing for us. That's 91, 92. That's one I've got. Yeah. Yeah. That's, you walk out of the forest. That's the one I wore at forest. So it must be that one. It's got, it's got a, a big collar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah so that's what I'm working for. Yeah, so I've, I've got uh, it's hanging up somewhere. I mean, I would run and get it, but it's it's point doing that. Maybe I shouldn't appreciate it apart from us and talk about nothing. <laughs> that's a classic kick, right? And I think there's, there's a story. I'm going to tell my story regardless. Now, there's a story about me getting it, and Dave's heard it, and I think Neil, you've probably heard it, but Gareth, I'm, you've noticed when I tell it you regardless. <laughs> I've got this shirt, right? And I got this during lockdown. I've wanted it for years and years and years and years because it's one of those that I've always thought, that's a grail shirt. I'm never going to get that. I'm never able to afford it. And there's a sports shop online that had it, and I got tagged in it. And so we went, hey, hey, you'll love these shirts. And I was like, yeah, I would do, but I ain't paying the 280 yard notes for it. That's no chance. I haven't got that amount of money to splash on a, splash on a shirt. So what I have, though, I had a, a banging J League shirt, and it, it, it just Japanese league shirts, we say. And it was, yeah. it was signed by a, a, a Japanese lad who'd scored for Japan national team, won the gold cup for money school, played for Southampton. I just contacted him and said, I've got a it's worth a little bit of money. Do you fancy swapping? They come back to me and said, Absolutely, we'll swap you like for like. And I was like, I didn't pay a penny for it other than oh. sending off my shirt. They got my shirt back. And I was like, It was this pristine impact, it unopened from that year. And I was like, I've done that. I actually I love that. it. Yeah. yeah, that was absolutely fantastic. So would you think, Gareth, I'm digressing away from me again, because it's not about me, it's about you, clearly. Is that your favourite shirt that we only talked about? That that Granada Bingo one from, or is it the, the, the 91, 92 one you've just spoke about? That's a cracking question. I'd, I'd, I'd still say the original Granada Bingo. There's so much about that era, but I, I tell you what, the, the, the Peugeot one, what brings it out for me was the Floodlight Games. Because yeah. the floodlit games, that neon shone out. It's stupid, yeah. isn't it? Things like that. It just yeah. glowed. And Peter and Love and stuff. You just remember these moments. Nostalgic, but, though, for that reason. But Granada Bingo won, because one of my favourite ever players, and I'm pleased to see he's just come on Twitter, is, is Speedo. Yeah. And Speedo, his goal against Norwich, when he scored and clambered on the fence and cut his hand open, I think. And uh, <laughs> it's things like that that you remember. And and uh, I remember getting, do you remember getting the videos at the end of the season? You used to watch all the games. Yeah, the season was a Stuart. Lanell, come on, but uh, and and I suppose that's why it's important to me that one. Uh, it, I, I do remember it really well, and the Granada bingo really kind of sticks out. But um, I, I think that's my favorite. A quick, quick follow up question from the shirts, and it's again, as I said, I'm shirt man. What do you think about this season's shirt? Oh, a, that is a good question. I've got it, I've got it straight away. Um, I, it was that initial feeling that it looked a bit like a bra. That was uh... oh, a sweaty bra. Like that, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I don't know if they're going for that, but uh, <laughs> I, I, I like. It. I do actually like it. I tell you what, I like is seeing it. Uh, for some reason, well, especially at Blackpool, it just seemed to really kind of the the colour of it looked spectacular. Yeah. Nice. I don't know why. When, when I first saw it, I was like, oh, okay, it's all right. But because two seasons ago was so good, I like last seasons as well because it brought back the Mickey Quinn, John Williams vibe. Um, but yeah, I, I, it's growing on me and it's, seeing it live now, um, as, of course, with the collar, which means a lot to, you know, n- nostalgia, doesn't it? Um, that, that's nice as well. So yeah, it, it's certainly growing on me. And of course, the team are doing a pretty good job there uh, with making, yeah. it, making it feel good as well. See, I, I wasn't a massive fan, but I know I'm going to end up buying it at some point. Um, you mentioned there about Blackpool, uh, which kind of 
is a nice little segue into our next session. One of my favourite away days. Um, can you remember what your first away day was, Gareth? Oh, that is a good question. I didn't go for quite many years because obviously when I was a kid, I don't know, it's funny, isn't it? I've taken my kids away. Um, but my, my dad was never up for going to away games. I suppose yeah. it has this kind of thing, doesn't it, about, you know, with hooliganism and stuff, especially in the 80s. Um, I suppose ones I can remember, I, rem- I remember vividly going to see us play Selhurst Park. I think Wimbledon Huckabee scored, didn't he, in Dublin. Um, and I've got a re- really funny memory of going to Bolton, uh, going to Bolton away. It was Burnham Park, wasn't it? Yeah. And uh, me and my mate Ben were late. We got the train there. We were 20 minutes late for kickoff. And we're running down, running to the stadium. And all we heard as we were running to the stadium was a huge roar. And we thought, oh, well, that's good, isn't it? <laughs> that's brilliant. <laughs> and as we came through the turnstiles, these guys, these City fans were saying, this is the worst performance I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you think we should have just turned around. Well, in the end, I think Noel Whelan, Salako scored. We won 2 1 away. Uh, so that sticks in, in my mind. Um, that was when we had, the, you know, the full score blue kit yeah, yeah. Uh, so that was probably about 95 was it so it was yeah. quite yeah my memories of that are certainly when I'm a little bit older um, not not as a kid but when I was a bit older um, yeah and again fond memories I always have fond memories well I'll say fond I, I, <laughs> Come on, I was we're in London <laughs> and University in London for three years and my dad always used to come to watch Chelsea with me bizarrely so we'd always go and watch Chelsea Cov and it was always the same we went. We looked brilliant. I think we went one nil up. Huckabee scored, and then they went and won two one. It was. I swear, it was the same every time. <laughs> and at home, of course, we were quite good against Chelsea. Like Frank Sinclair won, and you know, I think we generally <laughs> were right against them. But, but yeah, away it always seemed the way we'd go. We'd go ahead. We'd look like world beaters, and then Frank the Burf would do your head in and <laughs> end up losing it and go away thinking, oh well, there's. I think. In fact, I think it was the opposite to Bolton. We actually left at one all because my dad wanted to get out before the traffic and we heard a big cheer <laughs> to go 2-1 and we're like oh god there we go it's happened again but yeah um i'm always a big fan of going away but obviously i think the best one being Notts county i think without a shadow of doubt it's funny you say that gareth because my next question you're not allowed to say Notts county away what's your best ever away day but it can't be Notts county and it can't be wembley <laughs> and it can't be blackpool the other day you know what i've said this that was that, that, that's up there with me with Wembley. That it was literally one of the best away days. We didn't shut up. The performance was amazing. It was a horrible journey up there with all the road closures and everything else. Swirling wind, that sea spray in your face for the whole game. But what a what a night! Just what a and I remember driving home and I felt like I was on cloud nine and would scrape to one 0 win. Although we, we, we deserve to win, like it should have been a cricket score. But yeah. I remember the drive home thinking, what a night. I was literally on cloud nine. I, I love it because it, it, that's what it's about, isn't it, at the end of the day? When you looked around or during that night, you just looked at people's faces and they were just having a ball, having a ball, yeah. just having the time of their lives. And I know the COVID thing's so cliche, and it is, but it's true. You know, we've missed it. We've missed it massively. And you can hear in Cov City, more than anyone I can think at the moment, that it really matters. Yeah, certainly Brentford, but obviously Brentford have a, re- you know, they're in the Premiership yeah. now. So it's a big deal, isn't it? But just the buzz of the singing. And like you said, Neil, the constant singing, you know, we just oh, didn't stop. You, you always hear the phrase of the place was rocking, but you could physically feel the, mm. the stand shaking. It was just, 
And unreal. Like, even at half-time, like, yeah. you think the lads will have a breather, but the drum's still going, and it's chaos in the concourse. And you just think... But, and Blackpool, don't get me wrong, they were some good fans, you know. They, they, they were singing, and mm. you could hear they were having a go, but for whatever reason, we, we just didn't shut up. And I loved it. <laughs> It was it was a real buzz, and I know you're going on about which is my favourite, and I'll come to it, I'm sure. <laughs> but but that yeah, that uh, just that Tuesday will stick in our memory, and that's really good. Yeah, again, another reason to see what Robbins is doing. You know, the guy is is just taking us places where we haven't been for a long time, and and you can see it in the fans, and he recognises it, doesn't he? He said himself, yeah. "This is worth a goal," and it is. You know, you could sense the likes of Hamer because he hasn't been able to play in front of us properly, you know, uh, 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 getting off on this kind of the feeling of the buzz of the fans. Um, and just everything went, uh, you, you know, that first half, the, the the performance was outstanding. Outstanding. You know, the 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 passing, the quickness of the passing. I love those those passing moves where you you don't even know where it's going. It's so quick. Yeah. And you can and see it's just slipping off the surface. Yeah. Oh. And I know you've always got the threat of Blackpool on the break there. Number 11 was really good, wasn't he? But yeah. But yeah, we dealt with it pretty well, and Moore was obviously outstanding when he needed to be. But yeah, such a good night, and being yeah, it was. It was windy there, wasn't it? Blimey. Horrible. I remember getting out of the car, and I'm a big lad. Like there's there's no sugarcoat in this. But 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 it even took me a little bit. I was like, oh my word, like what's going on here? Walking to the ground, it, it felt like I was walking into a headwind. I was just like, this is an absolute joke. Um, but you're right. The way it was zipping off the surface and the passing. Second half, I was quite near the front, and you could see Keo's face every time the ball was going near Vic. He did not want to know. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. You, you know, you just knew from from the start how it was going to go. Um, but yeah, sorry, we've kind of gone off on a bit of a tangent there, haven't we? I'll, I'll, you, you'll know straight away when I say which my favourite uh, away day was. I'll just say uh, George Botang, John Aloisi. Oh, what at Villa Park? Of course, oh, the game. I mean, you're there. Yeah. Oh, what a what a day! <laughs> Unbelievable day, brilliant performance. Does it get better as a cop fan? No, exactly, it doesn't. And well, I don't even want to go into the other time I went there because we won't want to talk about that. But, <laughs> <laughs> but we'll certainly remember that time, and and it was a yeah, absolutely brilliant day, and just smiling from ear to ear. Botang running the show, uh, Aloisi was a brilliant finisher. We know that. You know, I uh, mm. don't think he ever really got a chance to show it as much as he could have. Massively underrated for me, yeah. Massive. It's oh, the way he got treated for City. He, you know, yeah. scored a, a ton full of goals for Portsmouth, got brought in, and then yeah. really he got used sparingly. And he, oh, I think he could have. I think where did he go afterwards? Did he go to Real Wasasuna or off yeah, the Asian? Yeah, scored scored a lot of bag of goals over there. I think as well did well, but yeah, it's one of those, isn't it? Good day. I, I think one thing that sticks out in my mind from that Villa game, though, is Bowden always said that he had this special celebration up his sleeve. I don't know if you guys remember this. And he ended up standing there and just putting his hand on his chin. I was like, is that his special celebration? I remember seeing it on match today. I was like, oh, my mate's his bloody banging celebration. I was going to say, brother. George, have you I not thought, seen a sprinter? I thought, yeah. I thought <laughs> oh, Boateng's going to pull, yeah, he's going to pull a handspring out. He's going to do something fucking amazing. What do you do? Hand on his chin and go with the eyebrow. I thought, I do remember that. Voice, yeah, George. Yeah, yeah. I thought, yeah. do something a bit better than that kid. But, yeah. It was it, nice it, it he was. did it for me. He was looking right at me. <laughs> Maybe that's what it was. He thought, oh, there he is. I'm going to give him the eye. <laughs> Straight through the soul. Straight yeah. through the soul. It's, oh, my God, yeah, that's it. Instant love. Mm, George, we love you. Well, you know what? Those days might be coming back. 
Hopefully. Yeah. I mean, don't, don't get me wrong, I don't forget what George Boateng in the team. Well, he might be past it a little bit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think, I think after, after talk about that, it's probably linked into all these, to be honest. I think what I've got is, what's, what's your favourite game? And I, I think I'm going to have to take a lot of games here. I'm going to have to go Notts County away. I'm going to have to go Blackpool away. I'm going to have to go play Jack Joe Trophy away and Villa, Villa away. What's your favourite game apart from them? <laughs> That's, you know, um... you're also not allowed to play a final in there either, mate. You're not allowed to what? You're not allowed to play off. No, no, no. It's Highfield oh, Road. Right? It's just, definitely Highfield Just, just take Road. it all away, Because yeah. <laughs> Highfield Road's the place, isn't it? And yeah. I mean, again, these sound too obvious, but I think we all remember going absolutely ape. Um, my favourite ever game and my favourite ever moment will always be Huckabee. It goes without saying, because <sighs> I remember at 2-1, I was kind of, I was almost happy with 2-1. I'm thinking this is all right against United, actually, to be fair, because yeah. we were pants at the time and they were a special t- side. Then when Dion got the pen and you just knew he'd score. Um, I remember on match of the day, me and my brother with our heads down and then suddenly just leaping like eight. Uh, and it just, it was Roy of the Rovers, wasn't it? It was Roy mm. of the Rovers because at 2-2, you're thinking, let's please hold on for a point. Just hold yeah. on for a point. And then Huckabee just does that mazy run. And, and it's just, it seemed to take an eternity to hit the corner. <laughs> but when it did, I don't think I remember ever going quite as mental in my life. Mm. It was, especially at the age. I was a good age then. I was just going out drinking, going to the pub for games and stuff. It, it just means so much then. Um, so that's, so that's you're, that's you're speaking about it. I'm giving I'm getting goosebumps oh. you talk about it to be honest mate I, I mean mine's the same sort of game and goal I think I, think I said the day but mine so that game and goal means loads to me and it gives me those goosebumps so that's, oh. Oh, that's a city vault there's one thing and I've always remembered this but I've never known if it's true or not if it's something I've made up in my head you were drinking it, so you'll probably remember this but I remember going to the Massey Ferguson Club a week or two later yeah. and they had beer mats made up that was like that goal on the chalkboard. <laughs> and like, I remember, I remember going around the, the whole club collecting them because I wanted them. Because, like, oh, you know, you know, I was what, nine at the time. So I was like, oh, I just want them all. It's just something that sticks in my head. And I think the other thing to, to, to mention from that game, a lot of people forget about, with Man United put out a hell of a side that day as well. Yeah. You know, a lot of people think, oh, you know, they would have been the kids or it would have been like a reserve team mm-hmm. game. But when you look at the side that United put out, I think there was only two or three missing. Yeah, Sheringham played and scored, didn't he? He yeah, scored his no. Solskjaer played, I think. Yeah. Yeah, you know, they put out a real strong side. So it, it just makes that performance and that result even better. And you know what? It was. I'm really terrible for this, but I don't think it is terrible. I, I can't stand it when I see kind of kids wearing... My new shirts. And you know what I love now is I teach in schools. I teach in primary schools and the amount of city kits I see, I'm so chuffed and I'm so proud to see it. It's brilliant. Um, I still see Chelsea's and all sorts. But w- that's why I loved beating those teams then because you'd have a lot of people next to you wearing a Man U top who are kind of just glory supporters and that would be the one game they see. And I do feel like saying to them, look, you get so much more out of your football if you support your local side because you have the hideous times, but they make those games so much better, you know? And and you'll remember the two of the games that I absolutely adored over Christmas, wasn't it? Was the Villa and Liverpool 3-0 and 5-1 with Mickey Quinn. Because again, that had that feel of, yeah, we're beating these sides who actually, you know, you've got a lot of glory supporters there. You've got people who are mates who like Liverpool, even though they don't really ever get to see them. And I just think if this is why it's so important to support your local side. You know, one, you get to see them every week. 
you know, because these kids will never get to see Chelsea really, you know, in the flesh. Um, as good as it is to support a Lukaku and people like that. But um, yeah, that, those games are massive to me because, it, yeah, I suppose it means even more when you're beating those kind of glory teams, as it were. It's, it's a great point you make, Gareth. And I've always said this myself. I'm I'm 30 in January now and I, I, I got a stick at school for, for being a Cov fan. But then I remember even beating Wickham when, when we, because to beat Wickham to get to the Checker Trade final, mm. uh, first time in my life we've been to Wembley. Yeah. So I remember the feeling I had that night. How can you have that feeling sat in your front room watching Sky Sports? You can't. Yeah. It's just impossible. You can't. Exactly, and and this uh, you're absolutely right. It it's, and I know we've got a lot of sofa watchers now, and I, I, of course COVID's made it even worse because people have had to be. Um, and I get that, and and perhaps it's made things worse. But yeah, you're right. You can't get the same buzz. And I do try and say to kids at school, you know, it's really important to try and support Cov if you can, or wherever you live to support that local side because yeah, there's no buzz like it. And I know, yeah, there's a lot of pain. Yeah, a lot of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. lived through a lot of pain, but it's only because of that. You know, and, and, and the worst thing is when you see, you know, United supporters whinging and moaning that they haven't won things. I think oh, you have no idea. Yeah, look yeah. at Berry, look at Bolton. You know what I mean? That, that's that's proper torture, you know. Um, and obviously I wish them well and hope they come back fighting. But yeah, it, I think it is important. And, and that's why these be, being back in, in, in the ground again is really, really good. And it's just nice to see so many kids, isn't it? Yeah. 100% because... This is the age where you get your heroes, you get, you, you know, those memories that we've, we've talked about, we've talked about the nostalgia. And again, it kind of leads us quite not as going to uh, where we're going to go next. Your favourite ever player to wear the shirt. And I think with this, it is normally someone that you get that affinity with when you are quite young. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely um, right. Um, I mean, you, you know, I've got so many to choose from. I think we, we all knew he was only there for one season, but Keane meant a lot to us. Um, uh, Whelan, who was just there, that shirt reminds me of him as well. <laughs> um, Whelan was special, obviously, Dion and Huckabee. I'm, I'm gonna say David Speedy just because, um, he is like Scolzi in the fact that he could lose two or three men in one touch, just mm. turn away, and he'd, he'd lose players so easily. Uh, and he seemed to know where everyone was, he had that 360 vision like Rooney had. Uh, knowing where everyone was all the time. Um, rebellious. <laughs> Remember, I think he kicked Dave. No, was it Gary Bennett and Sunderland? Yeah, Sunderland, uh, got, yeah, shoved over the Hollands as well. A little mini fight, all kicked uh, off. A bit of a fight. Um, and but just remembering for the ridiculous lobs that mm. you know, I mean, the technique to be able to do that and pull off chips. And it's one thing we lack at the moment, and I'm sure it will come, is those goals from nothing. You know, yeah. we seem to want to work at that the perfect move, which is fine because we do it incredibly well uh, to finish. We need, and I think Matson will provide that because I think he's got a hell of a shot on him. But uh, yeah, we need that kind of moment, don't we? Of just genuine wow quality. And Speedy did that. I remember that one at the end. Was it Wimbledon where it was just a kick from Oggy, one touch, and then he lobbed the goalie. Yeah, yeah. Outstanding. And then the chip against Norwich away at Carrow Road. And it's just, you know, comes from nothing. And, and he just had so much ability. And of course, for a small man, could head the ball incredibly well. Yeah, I think he, he, he had a great leap on him, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah, really good leap. So, yeah, um, that's that's probably my all time. But it's hard, isn't it? Yeah. Especially wow. if you go to the Sky Blue Tavern. You go to the Sky Blue Tavern and you see all these genuine legends. And you think, <laughs> yeah, Mo, Trevor Peak, Cyril. 
Not been yet. Not been yet. So have, have you any you boys been? Yeah. Gareth, you've clearly been. Have David, Neil, you been yet? I was, I was supposed to go when I went and eating away in a friendly instead. So <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what, I was really. I know it sounds really bad, doesn't it? But I was really pleasantly surprised. Um, just it's the the layout of it. It's bit a bit bigger than you think, uh, and. Uh, you just walk in, there's the bar on the left-hand side, and then as you come round, it's great. You've got the Highfield Road seats in rows facing a big screen. That's class. Uh, about four or five rows. And then you've got bays for each player. In each bay, there's a screen. So it's a sports mm. bar, basically. What, what, uh, we we should, what, what we should do, lads, we should try to get a, a, a pod on down there live, and we should try to get Gareth to come down and supply some music. How about that? Make it happen. We can make yeah, this happen. We're asking for it every week. That'd be bad, wouldn't it? Gareth, <laughs> uh, you're talking about the score this having it's relatively new for commentary fans. Coming into current times, um, we've got some brilliant, brilliant players at the minute. In your opinion, who's the best current player? Oh, I say best. It, it could be favourite. Pen chief. <laughs> I mean. My favourite. I tell you why he's my favourite. When I went to, I think we played in Leamington and we played Liverpool under twenty threes uh, a couple of seasons ago, and he played for the first time at right back. So that gives it away, and he was right by us. And I remember at the time thinking, "There's something about him. His mm. his touch was superb. He was making that right wing his own, and he's continued to do so." Um, and I just straight away then, and I know it was only friendly and we were playing Liverpool under 23s, but you could just see Dabo was a different level and um, obviously needs to work on his shooting. But <laughs> <laughs> forgive Mr. Sitter in that game. But um, yeah, it, I don't know. He just seems to, I, I, we, we all remember those hideous players like Julian Gray, who just... <laughs> He's still there, isn't he, to this day? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> When you think back to players like that, the problem with Gray was he just didn't seem to know what to do. He didn't make that side his own. He seemed a bit lost when he got it and he just wanted to get it back quickly, you know, to yeah. whoever's left back. Dabo has that side to himself, of course, and he just seems to have that control, the composure. His physique is superb, of course. He's athletic. But... um yeah, I absolutely love him. And I just think he's just been a genuinely... And he's a genuinely decent lad as well. Uh, and also, you see him at Blackpool. You see him at, the, yeah, the connection, isn't it? at CBS the other day, getting the fans going, the connection he's got with the fans. I mean, I'll add to that, definitely, uh, Sheaf. My mate is a massive Arsenal fan. And when no, we signed him on loan, mate. when we signed <laughs> him on loan... he said, you've got a special guy there. And of course, it was really funny because I remember texting him saying... Really? You know, I mean, I could, you know, the, and of course the issue was we had Kelly and of course we brought in James. Uh, so that was going to make it a bit tricky. But it's funny because I texted him the other day and I said, you know what, actually, <laughs> I think you might be right here. <laughs> he might be on something. Because I think it was against Wolves. He played particularly well, didn't he? Yeah. yeah. It's unbelievable. Um, did did and, you go to Mansfield? He was class at Mansfield as well. Oh, no, I didn't actually. Was he good there? Yeah, unbelievable. That's what I thought first seen him on football. I probably thought, yeah, give him another chance here. It just you know what it is it's it's composure isn't it it's it's composure and that's what you need and you see i i think matty james last season was massive for sheaf yeah he came in he's solid i mean matty james you can't get around can you he's built like a you know what and and there's no getting around him and he can just control a game uh, and even though he's a bit older i know he was injury prone but he just had that kind of ability to just settle the team um and i reckon that's helped sheaf a hell of a lot 100%. So I, I, I've been quite vocal in my support for Sheaf. Even last season, um, I, I've, I've had a lot of discussions and 
um, arguments and screenshots saying, no, look at this stat, look at that stat, look at this. And, and I have, I thought it's gone so much. And for me, seeing how he's been appreciated, one thing I said last season was you don't get the full picture on iFollow. You don't no. see the whole game. No. And I think now we've, we can see and we, we can kind of appreciate what he can do. When he dropped into the back row on Saturday, he was like a quarterback. He oh. was just... He was unbelievable at centre-back he, Saturday. He just had the whole pitch in front of him and he could just pick a pass. And I, I, honestly, there was people around me in the first half like, oh, fucking hell, she's this, she's this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then again, they're calling him Chief Aldinho. Like, yeah. it was just... <laughs> What I loved about it, it felt, I mean, it's ridiculous to say, but it felt like he was a 20-year-old playing in an under-10s team. Yeah. He yeah, was just he was walking through yeah. the team. You know, he was walking through Reading like they weren't there. And I know a lot of Reading fans have said, who's this lad? You know, they were quite impressed. Um, but I like that. I like the fact that Robbins was able to change his position because I must admit, I I don't know how you felt. As soon as I saw, and I don't want to, I mean, DaCosta will come on, I'm sure. But as soon as I saw him, on the play, I did think, why? Why is he not played Pask? Why is he not played Pask on on, on mm. centre back? Because Davo has to be on that right hand side. He yeah. has to be, you know. Um, and I, I get what Robbins is doing. And actually, I tell you what, their centre forward was superb. Puskas, he was super, really good. Yeah, he, he probably was mighty, and he's proper mighty. But and maybe that's again why he wanted Davo there for strength. But yeah. Um, to then to not bring Pask on, which I presumed he would, but put Sheaf on was a masterstroke, wasn't it? Because it just worked. I, I, I didn't realise this. Sheaf actually started as a centre back. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. So, so obviously he can play. He played that all from his growing up as a kid. So he's obviously pleased from what I've seen Saturday. Yeah. I think one of the things that frustrates me is City fans getting on the back of. And it's happened. It happens at every club. It happens yeah. loads at City, right? Is people get on the back of City. City players after one or two games and. I think I've said the same about Jokeres. I've said the same about Sheaf. I'm an advocate of Sheaf like you guys, which is nice to have all four of us like a player, I, to be honest. I, 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 wait one. a minute. I'm not, I'm not in the same camp. I think he's done well so far. But yeah, I'm not, like, I'm it, like a player. Four games, though, man. I'm, I'm, but, but you try and get a player of his calibre, uh, his age, playing the same amount of games he's played in League One and Championship now yeah. for the amount of money you pay for him. You're not going to get it. Absolutely. You're not going to get it. If, if he plays for us, right... And, and play that many games, people go, oh, he's a will be. I look at Madison, right? And people people blow smoke out of Madison's ass. And I'm going to say a bit controversial here, but he weren't that good. He weren't that good for us. He was shite for us. And he got his move and fair play. When he came back to us, he's even worse then. But, and, and mm. fucking, fucking same sort of age, whatever it is. But he, he went away and he's, he's he, himself a better move out of it. Fair play, he's done well out of it. I'm not saying she's going to do the same. Which is a completely different sort of type of character and different type of player, but he's got that he's got that quality to do something about. He just needs that consistency and belief, which Robbins is now giving him. It's that little little bum taps, as I used to go from a yeah. Stuff. It's that it's interesting, isn't it? Taps. It is the man management thing, and it's it's interesting how a lot of us when. Robin signs players, sometimes we're a bit like, okay, what's this? This is you know unusual. But Strachan always said the key to a football manager, and this is the problem with football nowadays, isn't it, with money. The key to a football manager is to make the players you've got better. Yep, it's yep. not about buying the best players. It's not about buying this, that and the other. I know we all like to play football manager, obviously, but <laughs> it's actually getting those players better than they were, you know. And Robbins and Vivash, of course, and the coaching staff are just able to do that. And you look at Jokerez, oh, that performance on Tuesday at Blackpool was one of the best centre forward performances I've seen for years, you know. I, I was exactly the same, Gareth. He, he just exactly the ran the line and he just, 
he, he made it his own. I know people slated Keo, and I get that, but he just made everything his own. He did one run first half, didn't he? When he went around about three or four plays, yeah. and I didn't know he had that in him at all. I didn't know he had that in him. And he tell you what, spent... I, I could I could tell you he did because when he played for St Pauli, he was absolutely brilliant over there in the German league. Absolutely oh, brilliant. Yeah, you it, love German football, don't you, Ains? I do, mate. Yeah, so I, I'm a big Bayern fan, but. Um, I watched. I've watched him play poorly live. Obviously, he wasn't there, but he was absolutely brilliant. He was in the Bundesliga too with them, and he was absolutely brilliant. He only scored four or five goals for him, but he was doing those easy runs, and he scored a goal off it, and he was brilliant. And I knew a player was in there. It's just a case of again that consistency, giving that giving that level of support, and he will flourish without doubt. Because he's if, and people said, "Oh, he was shit for us last season." Apart from back end, isn't he? Wasn't fit. Yeah. You've got to think Brighton to Swansea. Swansea's really not like shit. Played him out of position. Yeah. And then and then he came to Cov, he wasn't fit, and then we he was in and out of team. And you could see he had something. He's just trying to get it out of him and squeeze it out of him and say, you know what? Give him a little bit of a stroke and say, you're gonna be well loved here as long as you put your effort in. And he's yeah. coming through starting to flourish. And I, I, I continuously think he will do that. And if you look at the chances he's creating or he's he's getting on a plate, yes, he's not taking a moment and people are People are probably slating for that at some point. He, he needs to put a few away, but he's a young lad and it'll come. Right, 100%. I think he's hit the woodwork three times already this yeah, season. Yeah, he's, 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 he did again. That says a lot, you know, he, he's getting the shots off. He's, he's you know, he, he's going to come at some point that he, you know, clubs down and kind of doesn't hit the bar and it ends up going in the top corner sort of thing. The, 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 um, the, biggest, the biggest thing I can say at the minute about Jocker is, is he showed bollocks to take the penalty at Barnsley. I know yeah. he missed, but fair play to Vim Stafford for taking yeah. it. He did. Yeah. And, and you know what? It's it. This is the thing. We're playing one up front. I know people say it's not attacking. It is actually attacking. It, it, the way we play, it's attacking. Yeah. And But it is really important you have someone like him up front because if the ball just comes straight back and we've been there mm. when it's happened, there's no no use in it because then they're isolated. And I know Godden sometimes a lot was isolated, wasn't he? Because oh, that's not necessarily his game. Season away, yeah. Godden up front on his own. It just on, didn't stick. Just it just didn't did it? And yeah. with, with someone like Jokeres, at least we know it will stick, or if it doesn't stick, he will. He's so awkward, isn't he? To play against, you can just see he's so awkward. You know, as a defender, you must hate it, and you know it's going to stick a little bit more. And actually, playing that one up front, it wasn't one up front. If you're at Blackpool, did you notice Dabo and Matson were in line yeah, with the yeah, they were. <laughs> like, and I think they were the, the last ten minutes on Saturday. You could look across the line, and you could see Godden, Victor. Yeah, Dabo and Madison were all yeah. up front together at one point, Madison. and it was you, that's how I knew the goal was coming. That's why I didn't leave early. Uh, <laughs> Gareth, just before we go into part two, mate, I want to ask you two questions off the cuff. They're not written down, but I'm just just interested in your opinion. Um, first of all, Jokeres, Walker, Godin, Waghorn, in order. What what's your what's your order? <laughs> well, bizarrely, from oh, that's that's the tricky one. Wow. Obviously, Jokeres, but. Which is nice to think that he's our starting striker in a way, isn't it? I mean, it's between Godden and Walker, and that sounds offensive to Wag, but it's between Godden and Walker. The well, thing's you, Godden... you said he was playing Candy Crush Saturday, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what he's got to get off that. But, <laughs> yeah, the thing with Godden is, and he proved it the other day, if he gets a chance, he'll generally took it away. You look against Sunderland and Portsmouth, those huge games, he had that one chance and he stuck it away. Um and he has that, Godden has that knack to just shape himself correct, doesn't he? When the ball's coming to him every time so that people can slot him in and stay on side. But uh, Walker's a funny one, isn't it? Because we paid good money for him, didn't we? Was it about a million? Yeah. I still think he's going to come good, though. A bit yeah. like, like, I, I like, like 
And I, I think it's, 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 it's been really hard done by it. He's, he's picked up a few shitty injuries and it's caused him to be set back foot. I think he got mm. COVID quite bad as well, by the sounds yeah. of it, what you were to believe. He's picked up that shoulder and he's picked up or was it an injury, whatever it is, and he's, he's had a real shit to it. So he's never been fully fit, I don't think. So he's never been, yeah. I think, I know this sounds obvious to say after, but I think if he'd stayed fit, we would have beaten Barnsley. I just have a feeling. He just seemed on it didn't he, at yeah. the start of that Barnsley game. You just thought he's on it today. And then, of course, he goes down. You're like, oh, for goodness. <laughs> this is just typical our look, isn't it? But, um, yeah, he looked like he was really kind of up for it that game. So, it's a shame. But, yeah, hopefully, AD, like you say, he'll, uh, he'll get I think. Time. I think, going back to what you said, David, as well, it's the first time, and I, I think I've probably said this a bit somewhere, it's the first time we've had four strikers. You can't kind of think, actually, you know what? As a, as a, as a four, you can't believe we've got that sort of depth there, especially mm. when you point up sort of back to the days that we had really Favelli and Lee and what it was Andre and all that. And it's, it's oh, it's, you, you get you get sick to your pit your stomach thinking of stuff like that. And who else did we have? We had some other tripe as well. Daniel Adji, I remember yeah. him as well from yeah, Burnley. Oh. oh, we had we had some awfulness. Oh, and you think back then, and you know, I know people have, have their moments with Matt and stuff like that and if you're better than Max I'm sorry those four lads that are in that squad now are far better equipped to play this level football than we've had for a long period well, of time those four AD, I agree but you're getting death threats for saying that aren't you on Twitter <laughs> <laughs> don't care mate don't care. <laughs> don't, don't care don't care I, 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 I think the, the other thing I will say with, with that with that core of strikers is it gives Robin so many options depending on the, the opponent you know he can look and say, right, we've got Middlesbrough coming up. Um, they're a big physical unit. They play five at the back. How do I want to play it? Do I want to play one up front? If I do that, do I go with, with Victor? Or do I go to up front? You know, we want to catch him beyond, so we've got to use the pace of God. Yeah. You know, he's got so many different options where he can just kind of utilise four great strikers um, and we're reaping the benefits. And, uh, you know, he, I like the way he's doing it right, isn't he? You know, he played... A shite team against Northampton, which was a good idea because now we're out of the cup, so we can forget about. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'll say the tennis go and watch it. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, mate. <laughs> but um, yeah, and he, yeah, he just see, yeah, I, I don't know. It's it's working at the moment, whatever he's doing, and um, and like you say, he started to get options, and uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens with Bright. <laughs> well, funny you say that, Gareth, because that was my last question before the end of before part two. I'm, I absolutely love him, man. I think he's unbelievable. What, what's your opinion on Brighton and Bakari? Oh, yeah. I, mean, I think we all remember Sunderland away, obviously. Uh, and, and, of course, yeah. And, and he was so important to that. I, it, there's no denying he's technically probably the best player there with, obviously, Hamer and O'Hare. Can you just say that a bit louder so Neil can hear it, please? <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. You, you make it out I'm a Bright hater. No, or, no, no. Or, but I, I, I know where he was going. I know where he was going. With the signing. And, he played 15 games in two years. Yeah, and this is the issue. And, and I know Robbins obviously got it out of him last time, didn't he? But obviously yeah, he was in course. a different league. Um, I, I think Robbins is doing the right thing at the moment. I think a lot of people are asking, where is he if we bought him? Well, I think he's quite right in kind of keeping him um, playing Candy Crush and just <laughs> keep, keeping him away from the scenes for now. But... The, the key thing is he's there when, well, hopefully O'Hare will be fine, but if anything happens, you know. And, and it's funny, isn't it? I think we're all really kind of urgent to know who we've got uh, as a kind of substitute for Davo and who we've got as a substitute. But the problem is, remember, when you haven't got a lot of money, you can't have 
30 fabulous players, you know. He's got to do what he, he can with what he's got. And uh, To be fair, any Bakari is that good. He makes up for 30 fabulous players anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Honestly, the propaganda that comes out of Dave Mark when it comes to Ian Bakari. But, but, but just to touch on that, though, Gary, you took, you, we, we touched on Ben Chief playing 10 and a half before. Jody Jones playing left wing back at, at, against Forest. We have that sort of utilisation amongst the squad yeah. where people can play different positions but don't get me wrong I'm not going to start Jody Jones left wing back and any day of week but he did well and it, it's another option he know? did he surprised me I think he surprised everyone didn't he especially yeah. obviously because uh, we're all a bit <laughs> paranoid when he gets on the pitch that something bad's going to happen but um, but yeah he, he did well but I think as, yeah you're right we've got players who can adapt and that's the key thing mm. isn't it yeah I know we've got players who need to kind of perhaps be in certain places and I'll go with Dabo on that one but mm-hmm. and Matson obviously but yeah certainly your Chiefs and people like that can and Hamer can even adapt if mm. he needs to obviously Hamer's incredibly technically gifted I mean ridiculously so so he can play all over the park um, and I just like the fact that Hamer can just ping it about and just find passes. Hamer will play passes that <laughs> that aren't there sometimes, but obviously that's part of it, isn't it? It's part of yeah. actually being, you know, showing courage. Sort of rewind, rewind back on pinging passes though, because that sheath pass against Forest that first game of the season, oh, we hit it with the outside of the and arch. Nobody talk about that when when I said oh sheath shit. <laughs> nobody mentioned that. I think I mentioned you, Neil. Said, you yeah, did. You did mention I'll see that. Did nobody else see that pass because it was unbelievable. Yeah. Everybody, will, oh, forget that. It's you shit. wait till Bright does something on his first game back. Yeah. Dave. Yeah. Oh, Dave yeah. Dave, yeah. <laughs> Be falling over himself with Kalee. <laughs> that, that shit pass, Bright taught him the same, didn't he? So that, that's a big old. Did he shit? <laughs> He's always had that look, mate. He's played for the Arsenal. <laughs> Not East uh, FC Bangor or wherever. Yeah. yeah, if you're playing with Robbie Fowler, tend to sniff lines, mate. Bloody hell. <laughs> that's the end of part one of What's the Crack podcast. Join us for part two, where we go through Gareth's knowledge of the opposition against commentary, but most importantly, we touch on his music career as well and these absolute bangers he keeps releasing. What's the Greg Podcast? Follow us on social media for all of the latest news, releases, and giveaways at What's the Crack PC. Good evening and welcome back to part two of What's the Crack Podcast in proud association with GMR Property Maintenance and the Rialto Plaza. Still here with AD, still here with Neil, and we're still here with Gareth. Gareth, before we go into football in part two, I remember browsing YouTube about six, seven years ago and listened to, um, at the time, a random bloke singing Taylor Swift and Girls Aloud and changing the words about commentary, mate. Um, how, how did it all come about, mate? Uh, I thought that had been deleted. Uh, <laughs> 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 I, I reckon it was t- the first one was 2010 um, and I just, because uh, I work in schools across commentary, I do a thing called Young Voices, which is when you have 6,000 kids going to the LG Arena and singing which is awesome and they always do a pop medley at the end which is the current pop song so i thought i know what i'll do i'll use the songs from that use the backing and just come up with some ideas for a medley about cov and obviously it got about thirty thousand views or something and it, and it was quite good at the time so i was like oh i'm happy with that um and then i did another one in 2013 where I went a bit ridiculous and was wearing full kits and <laughs> walking around where highfield road was walking around the town center i'll never forget it walking <laughs> Walking up uh, by the cathedral, looking like I was doing jiving, oh, like remember. Saturday Night Fever, and some guy saying, "What are you doing, your wanker out of a car?" <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, mate. Sorry. I'm, uh, I'm, yeah, yeah. I thought it was you. And uh, actually, it was Robert Yarney. And 
And my, bro- my brother-in-law was videoing it and just laughing. He was laughing his head off. But yeah, so then I put that out. And obviously that, again, was quite well received. But it was really funny. I think at the time, I should have kind of carried on doing it. But obviously teaching comes in. You know, I'm a family man, so you, you've got family stuff to do as well and life to get on with. So it kind of took over, I suppose. But at the time, I should have really carried on from there to to, to carry on and do more. Because I enjoyed doing them. It was good fun. I think Joe Dintzer got a mention. Yeah, he did. <laughs> yeah. Jesus. I remember your Karma Chameleon Coventrian yeah, one. Yeah, I thought that was brilliant. Well, um, many few years ago, I was asked by, I don't know if you know them, there are brilliant um, actors called The Exploding Heads who are on Twitter, and I'll, I'll, I'll send them to you. They're really, really good, based in London. And they actually, bless them, they phoned me and said, we want to do Bohemian Rhapsody with just football players' names. So I had to write it with my mate Jamie, Jamie Firth, and we then... Uh, sent it to them and they and I recorded it and they did the kind of dubbing of it over and mm. obviously that made obviously a lot of views because they're went quite massive didn't it it was about three million I think it was yeah. a bit metal um and so I've always liked doing that you know just using players names and, and the key is making it sound as close to the original song so it's like misheard lyrics uh, mm. and people think what, what is did he just say Dilly Adabola instead of <laughs> you know what I mean? and uh, and it just makes it more fun obviously doing that for the Karma Coventrian was was quite nice. I wouldn't do that for every song at the moment because obviously you want to try and link it with the game and also yeah. get a bit repetitive as well. But yeah, to, for the Karma one, it was just I, good fun. I tell you what, I tell you what, I did love. I loved your uh, Olympic parody one as well. Your Elton John, your song one, that was absolutely banging. I love that because obviously that was released. And I was just, I was there bopping away to it. To be honest, what's this? Like, how's your fan? His bloody names. I was like, look, that's really it was really funny because initially I was going for GB only because I thought that would do quite well on Twitter for just go GB. But then I thought, no, 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 you've got to find the most random. <laughs> <laughs> look at me. This list online, which was every single athlete from every nation, and it was brilliant because I thought that that name works. That name, works. Oh, <laughs> these people you've prep, never though. heard of from Uganda or something, but I'm to... Solomon Islands. <laughs> yeah. I think Gareth, just to be serious for a second, obviously, you, after every game of the season, you, you've, you've released one, and as funny and as good as they are, it's a fucking talent, mate. It's it's hard, and the problem. I can't. I said to Kel, my wife. I said, "This is this is tricky now, isn't it?" Because uh, at the moment, oh, oh you opened the kind of words. <laughs> I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm a school teacher, so obviously at the moment that's easier for me because obviously I'm not in. Uh, now I'm peripatetic, which means I kind of am self-employed, so it's not like I'm in school all day every day. But it is going to be <laughs> when it comes to having to do three in a week. Um, and I think the key thing is having something in my head. I already know on sa- Saturday what I want to do. I don't obviously know the words yet because I don't know how the game will pan out. But the key thing is to look at some of the players from QPR. I've, I know kind of what song I want to do and the kind of rhythm and the timbre of it and how it will fit. But obviously you're then also waiting for what will happen. Now, what was interesting was I mentioned the penalty uh, on Saturday. And in my head, I said to Kel, I said, I'm going to, I hope there's a pen for us. <laughs> and then there was a pen against us. And it's awful because you sat there thinking, that's going to work. You're <laughs> <laughs> praying that they don't score. And then, of course, they do. And then you think, no, I'm going to have to write that in a song. <laughs> it's really bad. But, yeah, I, th- there's a part of me. And the problem is this weekend's at, um, I'm going away to Devon literally Saturday, Sunday. So <laughs> we're going away for a few days because my dad's ashes are down in, in Branscombe and we want to go down. And I'm thinking, oh, what am I going to do? <laughs> so I've got to 
in my head like i said i've already got ideas and then i don't know how i'm gonna do the recording i think the problem is i think people will be waiting on sunday thinking where is it come on i think that's the thing if you obviously go back to 94 oasis release definitely maybe one of the best the best albums ever and imagine the pressure for the second when it was morning yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you must feel that every week now <laughs> and i do and the worst thing is as well the more you do it you kind of question it more so you're yeah. kind of questioning was the killers one right you know and then you, of course you see a good response to it and you think okay that's all right then it's keeping it fresh, isn't it? Now, of course, the good thing is it's a different song every time, so that mm. will help. And I can change the genre as well, so I can do, I suppose, different styles, so it's not always the same. Um, and, of course, it's a different match every time, which helps. Um, but it's trying to keep it fresh. And I think what we all like as well, and you'll enjoy, is just random names yeah. coming yeah. up. You know? <laughs> that helps it. us as Cov fans of old to kind of feel a bit nostalgic. The, the, the one that got me Saturday was... Um... I think it was Wagons having a fag rot's taking a drag. And I was just saying, <laughs> don't be straight away. Yeah, and again, you got to, I think the, the the comedy comes, as I said before, from making it sound sometimes like the original and mm. then using those lyrics. But then because it's just slightly different and it's linked to something we know, it makes it funnier. It makes it funnier if you kind of link it in that way and it comes out of the blue. And I think I did that with Adebola in one of my early parodies. And of mm. course, it was so out of the blue and random, but that's what made it funny. And it's funny, I think it's the random lines like that. Um, there, there was one line from the platform one, the whole um, Davo telling Hamer what we're singing because he hasn't got a clue. <laughs> oh, man, I was, in, I was in tears. I was in it was tears. The, it was hilarious to watch, wasn't it? Because we've been singing his name for the whole song. <laughs> whole game and yeah you just saw Dabo saying look come over come over <laughs> still get it see, see, and we found that funny like in the stands at the time because you could see that Dabo and O'Hare were saying Gus they're singing your name yeah, yeah. and obviously when you've put that in the song as well it was just I, I don't know if because I was there I got a little bit more of a kick out of it because it yeah. kind of made me think back yeah. to it but it was it was it, it, it was something really special you, you, you mentioned you kind of you know in advance where, where, where you're going with it so you, you've got the song and everything, everything lined up. How much then goes into it after a game? Do you kind of give yourself a chance to digest, watch the highlights that evening, or and then go, right, OK, yeah, I remember that bit now? Yeah, just... it was it was hard on Saturday because obviously I was at the game. I, Saturday, a lot of it was had to be done after, um, and that made it harder. I mean, the Forest one, I had no idea. It just came to me, and obviously I then wrote it and did it after the game. Um, but but this w- was mainly done after because um, again I wasn't entirely sure how I wanted it to run. Like I said, I had had ideas like when Hamer hit the bar, you know, from the corner at Blackpool. I kind of mm. had an idea that we'd hit the woodwork. We seem to do it every game, don't we? Well, yeah. Um, but basically, what I'll do is come home. And the problem was, I was taking photos bizarrely at a, an event on Saturday night, so I, I knew I was out for a few hours for that. So that was putting me out. And in my head, I'm thinking, oh god, 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 you know, I want to get this done. I want to get it out there. Um, I'll kind of like, you know, kind of come back home and just kind of get the pattern of the words in my head. I mean, of course, a lot of the work is done for me by the original artist, so you've got the lyrics there and you know the med- the melodies there, which is handy. <laughs> um, but then it's just, yeah, it's tr- it's trying, Neil, to find those kind of tangible things that people will grab hold of. Those moments that, like you just said, with Gus and Dabo being there that matters. And then I'll, I'll what I'll do, the first thing I'll do is then record the vocal. Like I was recording the vocal on Sunday morning in my dressing gown in the, <laughs> in the <laughs> studio. Um, just to try and get the sound of it right um, on Logic. So I'll do that, get the vocal recorded, and then I come back inside and 
edit the video and obviously then record myself singing it as well um and then yeah i edit it and try and bring in some of the kind of footage if i can some of the photos just just to to give it that kick i mean i don't actually i think i put the lyrics in because it's important that people understand what i'm singing about because it's important i, I, I suppose yeah. I don't necessarily need them there but sometimes it is important that people can see exactly what i'm singing the funny one was tuesday of course because I decided I wanted to do some bits around Blackpool Pleasure Beach, and I'm there with I'm there with my two daughters, Kelly, our friends as well, who came with us. And of course, I had to do it discreetly. I thought I'm not doing that in front of them. So every now and then I say, I'm just going to just going to the toilet uh, <laughs> because you can get away with it now, can't you? Because so many people FaceTime, yeah. And so it looks like you're on a video call, but actually you're singing about Gus Hamer by a carousel. Yeah, that's that's the big thing for me. I was like, how the hell did you turn that around? So I looked at that one and watched it and thought, it's filmed that whilst he's at the pleasure beach. It's like, it's, how's he done that in that time? It's like, um, isn't it? it's like on the way down, we're there thinking, this is how it's going. This is how we, you drive it. Did you drive down there? I, I, yeah, I drove down there. Kelly drove back, but I drove down there. And so she couldn't even write anything down as you're on the way down. Again, I was, try, I was trying to think, obviously, you've got players' names, so you can start to get an idea of Blackpool names because it's awful in it we don't know a lot of their names <laughs> but uh which is terrible but and and while i was around the pleasure beach i kind of had ideas so that's why i was trying to mouth some ideas to the words but again that was before the game because obviously that was on the saturday before mm. the, uh, sorry tuesday um and then on the way back luckily kel drove back so literally we didn't get back to 1 30 obviously yeah, like I said the were shocking weren't they and um but that helped because obviously it made me get the lyrics entirely done have a have a chuckle to myself with some ridiculous lyrics you know and you're just thinking yeah that'll work um and it kind of has to make you laugh out loud because if it doesn't you know it won't make anyone else laugh out loud so you've got to you've always got to try and find those punchy ones and then yeah the next morning was torturous because obviously we were back so late and i knew i needed to get the vocals done and everything so yeah it's a it's a lot of pressure i put on myself <laughs> Uh, Gareth, I never thought I'd be the one on this podcast asking serious questions, to be honest. But just to kind of keep it a bit more serious again, um, Twitter can be a great place and social media and YouTube. And obviously, most COF fans love the stuff that you do. Certainly, we do. You, you had any backlash from it? Any trolls? Any abuse? What was interesting was um, I, I've, I've, I'm going to make a point, and I don't have to do this, I suppose, but I'm going to make a point to tag the team that's involved in it, just so they know. So I did with Northampton. Did with Barnsley. What was lovely was Barnsley's response was amazing. You know, I had some people following me, and then I thought, why are you following me? Because it's it's going to be songs about Cov. Could <laughs> 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 have no interest whatsoever. But they really liked it. They thought it was really good. And then I thought to myself, yeah, we we lost to them. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> so they're quite happy because um, and Blackpool one was okay. I don't I don't think I got anything really from Blackpool, but that's not that's not an issue. And then obviously Reading. The problem with the Reading one was it got sent by something called Second Tier Podcast, isn't it? Which is a championship yeah. podcast, which was 30,000, you know, followers. And, of course, that kicked it off. It's now on about 17,000 views, yeah. which is obviously amazing for, for only a day. But, of course, the problem was it's going to be viewed by just randoms, you know, people who really won't have any interest. Yeah. And, um, and, of course, don't get me wrong, there's some people who've liked it who have no interest, but they liked it. But then, of course, you're going to get people who will just, send abuse because it's cov city you know what i mean and and yeah. it, you've got to be thick skinned for that the thing is i know it's being done for the sky blue army really that's all it's for um i'm not too worried about it having to go you know too majorly further because obviously again 
if I received something on Twitter that was about, you know, Reading versus Portsmouth or something like that, it's going to be okay, whatever. I'm not going to be too bothered. So you, that's where you will start getting the odd kind of wind-up merchants who will do things. And I, you know, I was saying to Kel earlier, I was saying some people kind of, you know, have responded to those people who sent messages. And I just, I just think don't bother. You know what I mean? They just want a fight probably, that's all. Um, and they just want something to kind of, you know, start a fight about. So it, I think it's kind of being thick-skinned and just knowing who it's for, which is you guys and, and Cov City, basically. Speaking, speaking of us guys in Cov City then, I'm going to be dead cheeky. Is, is there any chance you could write us into one of your little ditties or you could you could do a little you could do a little jingle for us where you could use them a pot just to get you on it this and is have a little jingle because um at Blackpool it was really it was the first time at Blackpool that I started getting I started getting people just you know when people are looking yeah you know when they, they, you know, they think they know my face from somewhere yeah. and they're thinking oh, it might be a mate I haven't and then they kind of, they recognize it was really funny there was a guy next to me at Blackpool who kind of you're the song man. So- song man. And um and he said, Can you mention my net my mate in it? <laughs> so he said the same. So I'm gonna have this list now, aren't I? <laughs> but no, definitely, because uh, you know, and certainly people, you know, like yourselves who are, are huge fans and have a kind of huge history as well with, with it and put a lot of effort in, I think it's worth being recognised, isn't it? And uh, I mean, so, yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll leave it down to you. We want to try fit us in. I, I mean, I, I, I know I'm speaking from me, and I'm just being really selfish. Thinking, oh, it'd be great to have a little pod, you know. And, and then it gets, it helps you get you out there. So look, this is the guy's done it. And I was, I was, to be fair, I always want to ask God for his little soundbite. I thought, forget it. I'm going to ask him. We're never having this chance again. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have it. I'm he was like that in front of his face. as so he's going to do it. Like, can, can we have your? I've never saw about of you. It's like, it's like, it's like yeah, okay. I was like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and then, of course, it will also be uh, probably requests as well <laughs> of certain songs. <laughs> yeah. Um, which is the next thing, isn't it? It's whether people will request a certain song they like. The problem is when you do like a hit like Mr. Brightside, it's such a brilliant song. You don't want to yeah. wreck it for people. Like when you're doing something silly, you know, like you mentioned earlier on Taylor Swift or something like yeah. that, because like Natalie and Brulia, it's like whatever, you know, it's a bit of pop. But yeah, when it's something that people really, <laughs> really into, it's kind of like a bit. Of it's, 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 that's the thing. I now can't listen to She's Electric. <laughs> I know. Without going, Gustavo. <laughs> I mean that was. I like the fact they played it in the playlist beforehand as well. <laughs> yeah, and I don't. I don't know if you noticed at the final whistle they played it as well, and yeah. I was just like, whoever's in the control centre, they know what they're that. doing. Yeah, they, they, they've done well there. Gareth, getting back to football, mate. Um, kind of a little bit about the opposition now, but I don't know if you go England games, but certainly at a Cov game in England game, what's the best goal you've seen scored against a team that you support? Well, that's a brilliant question. From the opposition? Yeah. Um, that's a really good question. I'm going to have to think about that. Because we all know if you're going to ask, you know, you know the best City guy you've seen is, is obviously Stevie Froggart's Thunderbolt against Everton. How good was that? I was, I was, I was there that day. Unbelievable strike. Um, and I think the majority of people that we've interviewed have said, you know, that's that's what that was one of the best guys that I've seen um, a City player score. Yeah. Um, obviously, you know, Hawker Beads as well, another great one. Um, but it, it's it's those ones that you see going against us, where you just think, yeah, go on, fair play. You can have that. Gritted teeth, yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I remember Chris Eagles for a couple of seasons at Burnley, he seemed to whip in free kicks against us. And you'd be like, 
That's true. He did. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. He's, he's got a bit of him, hasn't he? Like, he's really wound me up. What's his face? Um, bless him, who passed away, he always did well against us as well, didn't he? He was a cov lad. Oh, but yeah, Peter, Peter Whittingham, yeah. He was always quality. I'm sure he scored some good goals against us. But um, I always remember, because I loved him so much, Kino scoring against us and not celebrating, bless him. And he, looked, was, he looked quite sad. I was in a West Terrace that day. Was yeah. In the court. Yeah, that's right. Um, yeah, so that kind of sticks in my head because it's a nice little finish and he kind of like apologised. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm going to have to think about that because, of course, again, again, like you say, against England, there's some classics. I mean, Maradona goes that same, really, doesn't it? Obviously not the handball. <laughs> the second one, um, uh, which, yeah, uh, you've got to remember. Um, I'm trying to think now. And Ronaldinho, of course, lobbing Seaman from God knows how far out. All right, mate. Keep it PG. <laughs> <laughs> there we go dad jokes are coming out um, you, you, you've mentioned some good players there as well um, who, who's the best player you've seen come to the city um, and play against us obviously we, we've been lucky you know we were top flight for years and, and we've seen some absolute talent come to Highfield Road uh, and, and more recently the CBS but is there anyone where you just kind of you've either A looked forward to them coming or B you know, you, you just stood in awe of them. Um, stood in awe. Them oh, them. You know, obviously it goes like saying that we were mentioning the team earlier with, with Fergie. You know, Scolzi was just a different level, wasn't he? Um, and, and to think we played against him and we, we were lucky enough to see him in the flesh, you know, playing was was a big deal. Um, yeah, there's a few players from that era, really, who who kind of always look good. Mark Hughes himself, when he played for Chelsea or, or Man U. Oh. And of course, Gaza, oh, you, know, yeah. you know, getting to see Gaza in the flesh and, and, and playing incredibly well against us. He always had a good game. Um, I'll tell you what, who always springs to mind, and, and this game is always a favourite, of course, was uh, Cluffy in the 5-4 when he mm. got a hat-trick, didn't he? Um, he got a hat-trick in the first half, Nigel Clough, didn't he? I think, or just after half-time. Um, I mean, he was always... Quite underrated, actually, but a, a terrific talent, Nigel Clough. Just, you know, obviously played for his dad, um, but but really good for Forrest. Uh, it's hard to say, and, and, and Psycho as well. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I, I always said, I remember being a young kid um, and watching um, Emmanuel Petit come to take a corner at Highfield oh, Road yeah. and just being in awe, just one of how tall he was, those locks. As well, and he was just hard as nails. So there's, there's one player from the '90s era that always used to get forget about, and I remember he tore us to pieces for Southampton first game of the season. Matt Letizia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh god, yeah. Just should he, never have been a footballer. But he, 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 yeah, we talked earlier about Speedo, didn't I? And again, Letizia <laughs> is one of those players that could just score from anywhere he wanted. You know what I mean? Mm. So I, I look at mine and I think it's something probably I've not, I've not thought about and it's the best opposition scene. And it goes back to this my love for Bayern, yeah? And this is probably going to lead on to the next sort of question as well. But I look at it and think, well, I don't ever remember him playing, but he played in it. When Kov played Bayern in that mid-season friendly yeah. in 98, yeah, yeah. Mateus played against Kov. I'm glad and, you mentioned him. And and what a player he was. But I'll, I'll, I'll just it because I was so focused on Kov, 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 and Kov having a weird team. Moldovan was playing up front, and you know, I, you know, 
you had Boateng playing at the right back, I think Salako at left back. You had a really weird team, and I think some yeah, Shilton yeah. played or something like that as well. Fucking hell. Um, but yeah, talking about Boy and put a full team out, and you think best opposition team seen? Jesus Christ, that's going to be it's a summer team there. It was, it was before they got to the Champions League final. I, I strip it out of my mind every time because it's not a competitive game. I'm glad you mentioned him because uh, that's one of my. You know, we talked earlier on about when you're a kid and everything's magic in it, and the Italian 1990 was just one of the best World Cups I remember. People like Baggio, but it was him. It was Mateus. Yeah, I absolutely fell in love with him. And I know he was a German guy and you thought as an Englishman, you should, you know, but he was just a different level. And I remember he was the only, there's the only other kind of shirt I got when I was a kid it was an Inter Milan with 10 and Mateus on the back. And oh. I think I got it when we were in France. I think, you know, they sell the cheapos, don't they? Yeah. And, uh, and I had that. And um, I think I tried Roy Wegley cycle shorts and looked like a twat, but uh, <laughs> But yeah, it, it, I had the Mateus uh, number ten because he was just legendary. What a player! Them high shorts and just, <laughs> just yeah. he just looked massive. Even though I don't think he was that big, he looked. No, he huge. wasn't actually. He was quite short, wasn't he? But yeah, he he, oh massive. god, yeah. But it's his presence, wasn't it? Yeah, I think, I think that leads really nicely as well into into the next one. So. I think for my, my soft spot is Bayern, and it, see, it seems strange you saying as, a, as an English guy. Oh, I love Bayern. I've got like seventy odd Bayern shirts. I love Germany shirts as well. Dave likes bloody Celtic, and then you've got Neil in his Real Madrid shirt, looking like the fat Ronaldo now. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, so I suppose for me, it's what's who have you got a soft Benz, spot? Go, go for Benzema. Go I, for said, I said that before. I no, said I'll, that. Before I'll, I'll, before it started, I said that to him, and I thought he looks more and more like Ronaldo, to be honest. But there we go. The original OG, mate. I'll give you credit on that one. The Ronaldo. Yeah, the that's what I'm saying. The original OG, mate. I, I, love, I love this Cristiano fella, but he weren't up there. If, if we're talking um, soft spots, I will. I will say the same. Newcastle's my my side that I've got a soft spot for. Okay, just to yeah, kind of just, just to kind of drop that in there. Probably the Keegan era, especially. I imagine. So no, 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 Alan Shearer. Shearer. Love Shearer. Sure, yeah, yeah. So That's I suppose, problem. Gareth, have you got a soft spot for a different team other than Kov? If so, who is it and why? I suppose. Um, like like I said, Inter Milan <laughs> at the time was, and I remember have it really getting into them um, during that season. I think they won the league and uh, it was nice to support someone who was successful. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but again, I was just watching from afar. That's a good question. You see, the thing is, it's like, like I said earlier, always underdogs. So I've always like a, a soft spot, I suppose, for the likes of your Norwiches and and Southampton in a way. I remember going to see Southampton when my mate was a Leighton Orient fan and we watched them play Leighton Orient. And they were in League One, weren't they, Southampton, I think? Yeah, yeah. yeah so they were playing Orient because Orient got up there, dizzy heights, bless them. And, um, <laughs> and Southampton annihilated them about 3-1. Um, and who was the striker then? He was really Ricky good. Lambert. Yeah, and he had the field day. But I remember thinking, geez. In fact, it was quite embarrassing because I remember thinking at the time, God, I'm glad Cov will never be down here. <laughs> and then, of course, yeah. of course, it all went pear shaped. But uh, yeah, and and thinking, oh, fair play. They grew themselves back up, you know, and got themselves back up there. And the Norwich, what I like about Norwich is they just, they're not stupid with their money. They seem to be able to keep it together. It's for the fans a lot of the time with Norwich, you'll see that. Um, you've got a good fan base who care about the club and, uh, you know, and we've seen how that can go wrong um, and they're keeping it as it should be. You know, they're not overspending and, they're, you know, they're doing as well as they possibly can. And, of course, they look good in the championship, especially against us last season. <laughs> uh, so, you know, uh, 
Yeah, there's certain clubs, and I suppose it is, and, and, and it's that horrible thing, isn't it? I have a soft spot for any club who's playing one of the biggies. <laughs> <laughs> like yesterday, praying Armstrong would score, you know, and, and <laughs> against yeah. United. But, um, and and oh, talking of him, he's the one player. Was, I've said a few seasons ago, if we had him in the side, and I know we can't get him in the side because he's a different gravy, but that pace and just yeah. the pace he had, and he could finish from anywhere. Um, but yeah, it's soft spots for um, kind of underrated sides, I suppose. Moving away from teams, Gareth, onto stadiums. What's your best slash favourite ground you've been to that's not Highfield Road or the Rico? I can definitely tell you which that is. Um, I went. I went to Italy on my. It's very random. Just after uni, got a ticket. Uh, a train ticket to Italy on the first of November to come back on the first of December. You, just you, you, got, you got the train to Italy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, sorry, no. I got a, a plane ticket. Oh, I was going to say plane ticket over to Italy, and I spent a month there, just going around hostels, just you know, because wow. I could at the time. And the first day, I got to Milan, and I saw the the cathedral, which is unbelievable. And I thought, oh my god, this is quite different to Cov, isn't it? Yeah, got one spoiler. This is what a cathedral looks like. And uh, and then it was just that night. I was about to go back for the first time to this little kind of hostel place I was going to stay in. And uh, I saw all these blue and white scarves, you know, people in blue and white scarves walking up. And I thought, you know what, I'm just going to walk and follow them because obviously they're Inter Milan fans. And sure enough, I got in to see Inter Milan against Roma for like £8 because that's how little it was to pay on the gate. I, and I, what's I, brilliant at San Siro is as you go in, I went in through the spiral bit. So you basically oh, go yeah. up this spiral and the first time you see the stadium is from the top. And oh. that was just insane. Just the view and the atmosphere. And it was a night game, eight o'clock, I think. Oh, and what was also watch. brilliant was um, Robbie was on oh, the bench. He came on for no last way. He came on for that's last insane. So, and they called him Baby Irish. Yeah, he was only young and uh we won we won uh into one two <laughs> uh keen didn't score but uh, that would have been a dream but yeah. uh yeah one two nil and and just the atmosphere i remember them throwing oranges at batistuta very random <laughs> uh, but what was hilarious was they had massive fences at that point so they couldn't actually throw it directly so they were trying to bomb him from <laughs> just <not that>. <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah definitely san siro that's wow, insane that's I, I can't i can't believe they're knocking it down I just no, brilliant stadium. It, it, it's you know the, the heritage. I know it was built for Italian anti, and you know it, it's still quite a modern stadium, but it's so iconic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, no, yeah. It, it, I, I always thought the mad thing about that: two big rivals share the stadium. I never got my head around it. But it's the same as don't um, one in Italy, another one in Italy do it as well. That's here and Roma do it that, as well. Yeah, that's yeah. it as well. Yeah, yeah that's right. That's and right. it's just it's just mental. Random fact: while you're on it. Um, Pedro's just joined Lazio from Roma. First player to do it in 36 years. That's he's it. gonna get he's gonna get murdered. Oh um, my god! Yeah, imagine yeah. that. I don't think he will. I don't think he will. Anyone see Payet last night? Yeah, oh. I saw it. No, oh, some, of the, some of the footage of that. There's, there's people yeah. got choke marks on the neck and stuff. So ridiculous, isn't it? Anyone listening who didn't see it, um, Nice were playing Marseille. They won a lot, 75 minutes on the clock, um, and the Nice fans have been throwing objects on the pitch all game. Payet's gone to take a corner and I think he got hit with a water bottle um, and he's picked up and put it back in the crowd and yeah. it has incited a riot. Uh, they've abandoned the game, there was players on the pit and there was fans on the pitch trying to get the players, the players were fighting each other. Well, I I'm, I'm, staff I'm, knocked the fan out as well. Yeah, a member of staff kind of ran over and smashed a fan in the face. Like, it just, there, was, there was skirmishes and scuffles everywhere. I've I seen um, BT Sport put a video on that YouTube uh, if anyone wants to, to find it. 
um, where you can hear the commentary on top, which wow. you can't see on Twitter. And, and the commentators are saying, you know, this, this is ridiculous. And they were saying that during the warm-up, uh, Mandanda didn't warm up because he was all he was doing was picking up bottles out of a six-yard box because the Nice fans were just pouting in the whole game. Um, yeah, it was. And like they showed at one point, Dante is the Nice captain. He was going over to the fans and literally on his knees pleading with them and saying, just stop. We're yeah, winding yeah. up with 15 minutes to go. Like, yeah. you know, like, just stop and we can finish the game and win and we can celebrate together. And you've got all the ultras in there, Balaclavas jumping down, talking to him. It was just... What watching it, it was so surreal. That's um, the problem. It's it's when those kind of gangs are involved, it's just a different level, then, isn't it? There's no yeah. police in it almost, so they shouldn't even be there in the first place. That's the I, I, I know we get it's a bunch of kids with a drum in block 15. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and then we'll finish up this part because we have to ask this question. It's our sort of trademark question uh, on what's the crack. Um, your unpopular opinion. There's something that you'll say that is going to make AD wince. <laughs> um, Paul Telfer was good. No, I'm joking. Uh, <laughs> oh, actually, yeah, there's an unpopular opinion. He was actually one of my, one of my favourite players because I don't know why. And it, this is very unpopular. I used to go and watch him in reserve games, you know, when you paid 50p. Uh, it was good old Jenko because I just love the trick. You got to do it. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> and I remember I he, a lyric about that as well with one of your songs. <laughs> yeah, he played at Old Trafford uh, on the left wing, which you know when you think about it, you think, well, "Why on earth?" Uh, hey ho! And he did the trick against Gary Neville, and it came off, and he skinned him. And Martin Tyler said, "That's a lovely trick." And <laughs> I remember wishing I'd recorded it. I've never found the footage. <laughs> never I you say, Look, you see, you see, you could do it. And and actually, I did see him score uh, a belter at Carrow Road. It's about the only thing he ever did for us. But he scored a cracking goal at Carrow Road in a two-two, um, and I was there at that. So, uh, but I can see Aidy shaking his head. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a that's a very unpopular opinion. With him. <laughs> <laughs> I've got all I've got those the random players, haven't we? That everyone hates, but you like. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah for, for me last season it was Ben Chief. Uh... <laughs> I'm, I'm struggling with one over a, a player that I've I've liked that everybody's hated. I'm, I'm struggling with. I don't know. I, I, I used to, I used I've to love Frogger, but right in a Bakari at the minute. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I used to like Frogger when people used to slate him, though. I think Frog, a lot of Frogger should have played for England, mate. That that injury was. I think the problem time. was, yeah, there's almost too much expected sometimes of players, isn't there? And there perhaps mm. was with him. He was, yeah, he was so well known. Um, yeah, that's a tricky one. But, but Gary Matt proved it, didn't he? You can you can do it. And of course, Gary yeah. Matt proved it after us as well, didn't he, with Liverpool? Yeah, the spring yeah. season, right? Yeah, yeah. Twilight of his it. career. Absolutely smashed it, didn't he? Um, talking of Gary Mack, Gareth brings on to our last question. Um, I feel weird asking it because Neil usually asks it, but um, what's your all time Coventry City 11? Oh, here we go. Oh, my God. Bit of criteria. You have to have seen them in the flesh. Yeah, that's fair. Which is good now because you can include the lots of O'Hare. Um <laughs> And it's, it's, it's purely your opinion. You mentioned Telford there, you rated Telford, some people didn't. Um, it, it's it's opinion. It doesn't necessarily have to be... Don't worry, like, he won't be in there. <laughs> it doesn't have to, have to be like Dion because he scored however many goals he did if you prefer... Moldovan. Yeah, it's just it's basically just, just or Lauren Delorme. Moldovan, I love it. 
the nitty gritty of players that you've loved watching. Uh, obviously, I mean, it has to be Oggy. I mean, it could be Hedman, don't get me wrong, and Westwood. We've we've been quite spoiled for goalers, haven't we? we have. Kirkland. Apart from the last couple of years, um, before Morosi, the, the Royal Allsop, Reese Charles, Cook, Lee Burge era. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, apart from that, <laughs> <laughs> someone pointed this out on Twitter just quickly. Um, the winning goal on Saturday came from Simon Moore's distribution, and it was a case of when was the last time that we had a keeper that had quite yeah. good distribution and a good shot, not commander's area. He, I think he's quite all round. If that was Lee Burge, it would have went out for a throw in, and we would have ended up drawing one all. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, and Charles Cook, and Charles Cook probably would have shanked it for a corner. So. Did, um, did, did anybody manage to watch Tim Flowers though when he was here for his I, three I, or four games? I did, yeah. There mm. you go. So you could include him into the mix as well. You could have though. He always died. I, I, I had Hedman on mine. Yeah. It's a, yeah, it's a, it's a tricky one, isn't it? Morton Hildegard. <laughs> I'll tell you who was, who was decent for us and he was on loan and he's he's passed away now. Old mine, Fuller. It was a good Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was. Good keeper for us, wasn't he? Reggie, you know, he passed away as well, didn't he? Yeah, Has we it? did. Yeah, he's yeah. passed away quite a while ago, didn't he? Bless him. We've had some random goalies, and doing this, we obviously we've researched quite a lot, and we've looked at yeah. some, and we've heard some random names. When you see like we had Andy Gore on loan for a little bit, and Peggy Arfexad, Rafael Nuzo. Rafael oh. Nuzo, biggest cock in football. Yeah, well, <laughs> I'm sure there's others that probably. I'd say he's probably physically might be big, but metaphorically, <laughs> I think we're talking about you know <laughs> other things as well, you know. <laughs> <laughs> see, see I, I don't know if you listeners won't be able to see this, but Gareth's writing down, and I don't know if he's writing his team or the names that we're popping out to put in his next song. Um, <laughs> Bit of both. Uh, <laughs> I want to say Nuzo's cock's going to be in there somewhere, apparently. Right? Shady AD. No, uh, uh, right, so, yeah, well, I'm getting there. Um, so, obviously, in goal, Oggy. Uh, right back, I think, I, I mean, obviously, I'd love to say Dabo at the moment, but I'm going to go Roland Nielsen because he was oh, just Roland. insanely good. And Beats. just a rock, wasn't he? He was a proper rock. You know what I mean? Just and and but and of course Bugsy was great. Nelson just made the game look easy, didn't he? And we've we've again had this conversation. He says a lot that whenever you mention Marilyn Nelson and you go, Oh, I didn't make many mistakes, everyone points out one mistake because it's the only fucking mistake he made in the city shirt. Bravo Lane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I've stripped out of my memory, I obviously can't remember that. But it says a lot about him. I was at Pride Park when he made his return from the, the, the uh, punctured lung and fractured ribs. And the ovation he got that day was just unreal. It just, it just, just kind of made me realise how good he was. For all of our regular listeners, I'm sorry that Neil's told that story about 58 times on every podcast I've ever done that as well. <laughs> <laughs> Debbie, you're 30 in January. You never mentioned it. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, Gareth. Our pathetic fans are getting in the way, yeah. Debate, debate. Right, so Nielsen, obviously at the back, it's uh, Big Mo and Killer. Mo, of course. Mo and yes. Killer, what a partnership! Mo, yeah, and naughty, wouldn't it? That would. And also, Killer knew how to take a pen as well. <laughs> Just smack <laughs> it. <laughs> we could have done with Killer at the World Cup or Euros, sorry. Or uh, Barnsley. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, what I liked about Mo as well was the kind of random uh, just launching through the opposition. Charge forward, yeah. And every- <laughs> 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 
get really excited. Literally, he used to wince when he went on those marauding runs because I don't know if he was trying to get the ball under control. He was just chasing <laughs> his or what, but his third touch was a tackle every time without fail. It was... Oh. But Big What's Mo had the touch of an elephant, man. I, I weren't that massive a fan of him. I love what he was about, but as a player, I yeah. thought, I'm not really having you, man. And like, yeah. it's, it's, it's same as that, but when he flew into a tackle, you knew what you were getting because didn't yeah. you? Just got to stick his head on shit, didn't he? <laughs> yeah, that's true. That so is true. His face, isn't it? He stuck his face onto something that's wrong and broke cheek. I wasn't sure about full, but obviously Downsy, I could say. But I'm going for Kenny Sam- Kenny Sansom because oh, he was a he was nice. a legend at the time. Obviously, he was an Arsenal player, and we were kind of surprised we were getting. That was when you started to get players. You were a bit like, oh wow, you know, we've got yeah. players who who used to play for good sides, <laughs> like Kevin Richardson. You know, you're getting players who actually are kind of well renowned. So yeah, I'll stick him there in the mi- middle. I want um, obviously Gary Gary Mack. Yeah. Um, I'm definitely having him because I just thought again it was just that ability to just change a game and his set pieces were quality obviously not as good as Hamer's but his set pieces were good (laughs) Um, he always knew where to find find Dion's head I mean Dion was pretty impressive in the air to be fair which helped Um, I liked him I'm gonna then go to I need to think of another centre mid because that's really hard Unlove one wing obviously and uh, Kevin Gallagher on the other. I'm going, oh. to put him up. I'm going to put him on the wing, just because I remember that Forest game so wildly. Well, was uh, that, that the League Cup game, Gareth? Like 5-4? Yeah, 5-4. Because yeah. he scored that lob. I don't know if he meant it, but I just remember going absolutely demented. Because we were 4-0 <laughs> up after some ridiculous time. Um, Unloved, because obviously so many fun memories. His ridiculous diving header, I think he scored away at Hillsborough when he was practically on the floor. Um, <laughs> and the goal against Norwich when he dummied Gunn with a little dummy and put yeah. it in. But the one I always remember was we never went in the Sky Blue stand, but we were in the Sky Blue stand, me and my dad, and we were right behind that ridiculous goal against Wimbledon where he oh. drilled it top corner. And you could just see as soon as he hit it, that's him. Yeah. I mean, we lost the game, but that was just such a memorable uh, I've got to think of the other centre mid. There's so many options. I've got to say about and love the the best thing that I've heard since doing this podcast was CJ Joyner, um, who said the best thing about Peter and Love was he could nutmeg a mermaid, <laughs> um, I, I, and I think that's the biggest compliment you could ever pay pay, pay a footballer. That is quality. I like that. <laughs> is that going to next song? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's going in. Um, and up front, I've gone for to be honest, Dion, just because of what he did. At, at the time, you yeah. know, what, what he meant to the club and what he provided us. You know, the, the more I watch back the footage of him, like some of the goal he scored against Everton, was it, when he lobbed it over his head and lobbed the goalie, you know yeah. what I mean? There's mm. things you could do technically that you didn't even realise at the time. But the change he made, because when he came, he got the broken leg, hadn't he, from Man yeah. U, yeah. and we were a bit, like, unsure. But what a signing, because he, he was just that talisman that you couldn't get near him. It was like watching Lukaku yesterday. You know, you can't, you couldn't touch mm. him. He would change games like he always did against Chelsea in the first day of the season at home. And, you know, and 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 people were just scared of him, just absolutely petrified of playing against him. And the goals he scored, you know, you, were so important to keeping us up. And and one of the main reasons we stayed where we were. The old cliche, he's, he's all right on a, with his feet for a big man. <laughs> yeah, 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 absolutely. He was. When I had some half, what was you, Dave? I, I I had him at centre back in my all-time eleven, Gareth. Did you? Yeah, because he he'd done it. He'd really done a good job centre back. I got a lot of stick for that, but I thought <laughs> <In his face. laughs> 
<laughs> I know you did change his position. I forgot about that because it. Well, he was. He was super. At the back, Neil, he was just Neil composed, said that to get a bite, Gareth, because, and he's got one as well. <laughs> <laughs> he hammered me about all the time. I thought Dublin done a good job at centre back. Centre back, my ass. He's never centre back, was he? Jesus Christ. I'm going to go speedy, speedy as well with Dion. I mean, again, you've got so many people you can have. Obviously, you could have Huckabee, you could have Keno, because even though it was one season, I remember signing Keno and being like ecstatic. Yeah. But um, but like I say, speedy, because again, it's coming back to when I started watching him. And he was the first big signing when I started watching him, mm. because obviously we had the cup final and then we signed Speedo. And uh, and that was a big deal. So yeah, he's he's up front. I just need to think of another centre mid. Who who have you guys had in centre mid? Um, Dave's muted, um, but I know for a fact he'll say Michael Doyle. Um, here we go. Do, do you know what? Funny enough, I've got mine and Dave's here. I had uh, Hadji. Uh, yeah, yeah, Dave, yeah, yeah. Dave had Botang and Doyle. Um, Botang, I loved him as a kid, man. I thought yeah. we'd we, we, we've had we've had some good ones thrown in here. Um, Obviously, Aidy, you want to take yours down. You ain't done yours yet, have you? No, I haven't done one yet, so I'm not going to reveal. I'm glad you mentioned one. Doyle because actually that is that is a key one and probably would fit because yeah. Doyle was and what I liked about it, he had two spells, didn't he? Of course, because you're here originally, mm. and even then you could sense he was a player. What really turned him around, I don't know if you remember, was why is he coming? Because oh, massively, Doyle, so. Doyle was was always a player. You could see there was something there, but when Wisey came, Doyle suddenly just improved massively, and well, you could well, see. Well, yeah. Of course, Wisey had goals, which I didn't realise he was going to add, but oh, <laughs> he scored quite a few all. goals. For yeah, yeah. And he he was a. Di- it's it's then you notice those players how good they are when they're playing for you. And you think, oh god, yeah. Didn't score two against Brighton as well. I seem to remember at the Rico. Yeah, and I was just I thinking think like I remember being there like. What's why is he doing scoring goals? Like, <laughs> he was a horrible little fella at Chelsea. It's a cracking point Gareth made about Wise changing Doyle because we actually interviewed Doyle for this podcast and he couldn't speak highly enough for Danny Wise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And and, and and um, I think he, he made that impact and 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 that's why sometimes I know people question bringing these players in, but even if it's just for a short amount of time, but that's why these managers know what they're doing. Like when um, obviously we brought in Cole. We knew Joe yeah, Cole massive. wasn't going to play a lot, but it, what you watched with Joe Cole, and especially when I was going into schools, was you'd see him rocking up at schools and yeah. talking to the kids, uh, probably mainly about his goal against Sweden. But <laughs> but I talking what, to the kids. Free kick against Barnsley, was it? No, oh my God, yeah. I was there. That was amazing. Yeah, <laughs> um, and it, yeah just for that, it was it was happy, wasn't it? But um, yeah, it, but I, I'd I'd agree with you absolutely with Doyle because just the change in him, and obviously. Notts County is definitely my favourite ever, you know, away oh. game just because of the atmosphere. And the, again, it was like Blackpool. We just didn't stop singing. And of course, fact, you forget, they they had lost all season there, you know, and you sensed, oh my God, this is going to be tough. Actually. It, was, it was the T-shirts. That, that oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The T-shirts that they, yeah. they proudly put on every seat to just piss them <laughs> off. I know. Doyle because... that day. And what I liked about Doyle was... He, he always knew he'd been booked and he knew how far he could push it and he would yeah. he'd push it as far as he could go but he, and he, he'd always put that one in early on the opposition midfielder to let them know they were there no everyone hated playing him didn't they um and and it was always on at the ref i know it's mm. hamer's doing that but 
quite get that because he probably can't speak the language. But <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, Doyle, I agree. I think that's a that's a great shout. I think it was John Parkins said he played against Doyle a few times. That he said all I can say about Doyle is he tackle his own granny. He just loves the challenge. <laughs> Tackle his own granny. But you know what? You realise why you hate these players. I used to hate yeah. playing Dennis Wise, and that's yeah. why you hate playing. Them. Same, same, same as Robbie Sammy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> you weren't a great footballer, but what's what Savage done for your team? You can't you can't buy it, can you? Yeah, he, he, he yeah. used to wind up the opposition something chronic, didn't he? Hundred percent. Um, who has the armband in that team, Gareth? You got some leaders in there. I have because you got Killer. Um, I mean, probably Maka, Gary McAllister, I imagine. But you see, there's so many in there because you got Dion and Roland oh, Nielsen. I'll, as well. I reckon every single player you put there <laughs> has probably wore the armband at one point. Yeah, at some point. Yeah, yeah. But and, and again, that's that's the key, isn't it? Actually, if you look at that side, so many of them are leaders, you know, or are experienced and would be able to kind of put put the uh, put the armband on. Um, you know, I didn't go for Ryan Haynes, but the ginger ninja. He can only play one side of the pitch in case the sun came out. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he kept swapping then all the time. But Willis at right back. But what's interesting is, I mean, I used to do this. I don't know if you're the same in my maths lessons when I wasn't listening. I used to <laughs> write down the team Maybe. we should have. Yeah. What, you're the teacher, now. mate. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Shop. And uh, <laughs> I still do it. <laughs> Talk amongst yourselves. Uh, <laughs> but, um, it, it, I, I think now we, we've had an era where kids probably didn't do that kids were probably picking Man U sides and Liverpool yeah. sides but now I think we're getting to an era where kids will be picking sides for Cov City and thinking about who like we mentioned earlier who their hero is and what name they want on the back of the shirt and that's magic in it you know and, and what Mark's done and what AD's done cannot be underestimated it's just 100%. it's incredible because it's it's bringing our hearts back to where they were. We've always known they were there. We've always known we're Cov City fans and we'd never be anything else. But I know a lot of people who've left left it and that's a real shame. And I speak to people who say, well, I just lost I lost the will for it. And I could get that because it's money. It's your well-earned money you're spending to see the team. And when they don't feel like they're performing, that was one of the worst sides I saw that, you know, that went down to League Two. It is a real shame, but... It, the hearts come back and and that's a massive job and robbins must have known he had it in him you know coming back was a brave thing to do and um it's incredible what he's done and i know it, they've had respect haven't they today in the national newspapers which is always a worry because then people will come sniffing but <laughs> <laughs> um, the likes of o'hare but it's uh, it is it's incredible what he's done and what he's provided for the city as well as the as well as the club so I think final one from me, and it's it's who other than Russell Slade who manages that team? <laughs> Andy Thorne. Fucking hell! Tell you what, you mentioned some of those, and you cringe, don't you? Yeah, oh, I, I actually seen your face though when you mentioned Russell Slade. It's the same as mine. Any time anyone mentions it, if everybody dies inside, and <laughs> on the exterior you can see it. Just <laughs> oh, it's the worst three months of my life. Oh, uh, and this is it. And it, again, this is why that appointment's so important because we probably lost a lot of people, you know, yeah. who don't who haven't come back since, you know, and uh, it's a real shame. But hey ho. Um, you know, obviously we just lost Curtis and Curtis was major because Curtis uh, had, had, 
you know, sky blue blood through his veins, like Robin said years ago. Man, yeah. and, and he did because he, he was so important to that club, you know, what he provided as a centre-back. And then as I think that's one of the reasons we won that cup final was him because of his character. Um, oh, it's hard because what Robbins has done in our era, I know Jimmy Hill would be your obvious, but Robbins is doing that now, isn't he? To, to, to be fair to Robbins, when he made the statement about having scoreboard blue blood, he was right. He was just scoreboard and what stripes. So he went to Huddersfield, didn't he? <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I, I think the manager has got to got to know where the team's going and has got to look at the future of the team as well as being able to to deal with the present. Mikel Arteta's finding that hard because he's building a team for the future, but obviously that's very hard at the moment because he can't build a team for now and they're going to really struggle this season at Arsenal mm. uh, especially when you look at Chelsea you can just buy Lukaku like that but uh, I'd say Robbins just because he does care about where the club's going and he's got a clear vision and what I like as well what Mowbray did which I got was loan players in but the problem with loaning players every season is they're only going to be there for a bit you're only going to have Adam Armstrong for a season or whatever he, he buys the likes of Dabo who are quality players, by the way, and and knows they are bought by us. There, I like how he got O'Hare. I'll never know, but knows there are players. Stroke, so yeah. so O'Hare will go for God knows how much when he learns to shoot. And it, you know, <laughs> it's it's going to be a big a big deal for the club because at least it gives us investment, doesn't it? Got to talk down to a new contract before we, uh, which we'll sell him. Unfortunately, I think O'Hare's going to go for what probably 10, 15 million. Ali Bakari is going to go for seventy million. So. <laughs> We're sorting that, aren't we? On that bombshell. <laughs> <laughs> um, in all seriousness, Gareth, it's been an absolute pleasure, mate, to talk to you. It really has. Love to do it again, boys. It's been brilliant. I'll make sure I mention you in uh, one of my next songs. I'll surprise you every now and then. Ooh, I love that. Um, obviously, you always you always tag us in your songs anyway, mate, but keep tagging us and we'll keep retweeting it for you, buddy. Cheers, buddy. Thank you. No problem at all. Um, have a good night, boys. And um, I'll just send you a little tweet in a minute, Gareth, just saying it's been nice to meet you and stuff. Cheers, mate. No, it's been a pleasure. I look forward to doing it again and I'll make sure I keep listening. And you're doing a really, really good job for the for the city. Again, it's important. We get exposure. And that's yeah. why put people like you are important. some point, boy, a point. Indeed. Yeah. Indeed, looking forward well, to that. We can start queuing now, mate, with the queues the way they were Saturday. Uh... <laughs> <laughs>